Welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Today, Apostle continues in the midweek series on how to study the Word. In this sermon, the man of God teaches that we connect with the Scriptures by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. He further goes on to teach us that through the Holy Spirit, we begin to communicate with God more intimately through the Scriptures. So grab your Bibles, your pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. I'm so glad to be with you this wonderful evening. I'm so glad to be with you. And we are continuing on how to study the Bible. Come on, sing it. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of the Lord without measure. Oh, we shall travel together. Praise the Lord. Do you remember that from your Sunday school? That was so important for your foundation. And sometimes to relieve those foundations, go back to those songs. Praise God. I'm giving you a minute so you can just comment the names of those who you feel would be blessed by this. Share this with as many people as possible. Ensure that as many people as possible are listening and are watching. Share this, share this, and keep sharing it. Don't get tired of sharing it. You never know who will be blessed by this. Praise God. So ladies and gentlemen, we are on how to study the Bible, and this should be part five or part six. I think it's part six. Praise God. And in today's session, we'll be focusing on uh, the work of the Spirit. The work of the Spirit. Now, for those who are just joining us, the first few sessions, we looked at the importance of the Word, why it's so important for believers to know the Word. We looked at reasons such as the Word gives us our prayer vocabulary. We looked at reasons such as how it's in the Word of God that we've got our offensive and defensive weapons of spiritual warfare. We looked at several other reasons such as the Word of God giving us our inheritance and building us up. We looked at how the Word of God prospers us. Then now we went on to look at certain tips on studying the Bible. And the first thing that we looked at is that you must acknowledge the sanctity of both the Old and the New Testament scriptures. And thereafter, we looked at the importance of a teacher. We looked at the importance of a teacher. And now we're going to look at the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So let's go. I want us to look at an event that happened in the book of Acts. The disciples who grew up as ordinary people, these were not Pharisees. 
they had not been discipled like the other Pharisees. But I want us to see something that happened. In Acts chapter number 2, at verse 1, something interesting happens. The Bible tells us that when the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were gathered together accord. When the day of Pentecost had come, praise God. You can imagine how beautiful that meeting was. 120 people. All of them waiting for the same thing, same mindset. No one saying the ministry is, no one saying the meeting is taking too long. The meeting took 10 days, by the way. <laughs> okay. And so I can just imagine, and that house must have been big. This is why believers should have big houses. You know, that house must have been big. <laughs> To fit 120 people, that's a church, that's a hall, and that's just in the upper room. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 2. And we are not told they were fasting, right? So, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Praise God. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. Uh-huh. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, these guys were speaking so loudly that the whole town heard them. And so I want us to look at what happened over there in verse, um, verse 12 and 13. So, when, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, they are full of new wine. Never forget, whenever something spiritual is happening, others will be amazed, others will mock. It started in the scriptures. Let's go on. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Let's go on. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Uh -huh. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. That it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Now, what, what happens here? Suddenly, Peter is giving them a theology lesson. Ordinary Peter. Now, think about this. I am of the view you know, sometimes when we think about this, we think that maybe the Holy Spirit came and put words in his mind. And uh, maybe he had never even read Joel and he's just there. No, I'm of the view that he had read Joel before. And I'm of the view that the audience he was speaking to had probably heard about what Joel had said. It wasn't new to them. But what was the difference is that because Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was able to connect the scriptures. I'm of the view that Peter had known the scriptures. How do I know he had known them? Because he had been with Jesus. He was Jesus' disciple. And Jesus knew the scriptures. 
How do we know Jesus knew the scriptures? When Satan came at him, he kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. Don't you remember in Acts chapter 4, when he explained the scriptures and the, and the men said he has been with Jesus. So he had been exposed to the teacher, right? But interestingly, it seems to me that despite being exposed to these scriptures, it was only when he was filled with the Holy Spirit that he was able to make, for lack of better terms, spiritual sense out of them. So they would have just been words. But because he was filled with the Spirit, he was able to make spiritual sense out of them. Let me show you. Let's look at it from Acts chapter 4, verse 8. We read it last week where Peter explained the scriptures so well that they said he's been with Jesus. Because to, to know the scriptures like that, you had to have had someone disciple you. But look, it starts by saying, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, uh -huh. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Uh -huh. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you all. So at this point, he's testifying of Jesus, right? But let's keep on. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. What is he doing now? He's quoting Psalm 118, verse 22, right? If we remember last time. What happened? The Holy Spirit was able to take him to the scriptures and say, look. And so when he was telling them, this is the stone, this scripture was already there. They had read this scripture. These gentlemen probably knew these scriptures. But Peter, who had the Holy Spirit, was able to connect these scriptures to Jesus. So without the Holy Spirit, what you experience are letters and words. Without the Holy Spirit, what you experience are X's and O's. But when you've got the Holy Spirit, suddenly you're able to connect. It makes spiritual sense. That's where now you can even get a word in the now. You can get a rhema. You can get a rhema. I'll give you an example. I, I usually give this one. There was a period of time when I was supposed to fly somewhere. And that trip was suddenly, we, we didn't feel right in our spirit. That's me and my team and I. We didn't feel right in, my, in our spirit concerning it. So when time came, we postponed. When time came, we postponed. And when we postponed the trip, there was a disaster that had taken place. And it was around the same period of time we were going to fly. So, you know, deep inside, I, I, I got a bit of a phobia of flying. I, I was thinking, you know what? I, would, I was just thinking to myself, Zambia really needs the word of God, you know. Um, um, I just thought to myself how I think I've done my part with the outside. Zambia needs the word. But then the trip kept coming up. And suddenly, with the trip coming up, I was walking one day and I just heard a scripture I've always known. And the scripture went, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Now, you can imagine what kind of a rhema that was for me in the now. Because for me, heaven, I was no longer just thinking of where God dwells. The skies are the heavens. 
The skies are the heavens. And as far as I was concerned, he was telling me, even in those heavens, the same way I protect you on earth is the same way I protect you above. And the instruction was, therefore, go. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, the Spirit of God is the one that helps us to understand the Word. And I just thought I should give you that example to see that these disciples were able to get everyday scriptures and connect them. Look at how Paul was able to teach us through Leviticus. I mean, look at how what were supposed to be sticks and stones and, and you know, uh, measurements and all those things. Suddenly, there's so much that we can share on that. It's by the Holy Spirit. So how did this happen? Let me show you. Luke chapter number 24. And we're going to read from verse 44. Luke 24, we're going to read from verse 44. Now, this is the resurrected Jesus, and he's now interacting with his disciples. Don't forget that these are disciples that he had already told he was going to resurrect, but somehow they struggled to believe. And don't forget that his, his first interaction with them when he resurrected, he rebuked their unbelief. And belief must be rebuked. <laughs> so then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. I want you to pay attention to these things. Saints, pay attention. These are scriptures that we read a lot, but sometimes we don't pay attention. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets, and the sons concerning me. That shows you something. In their private sessions between Jesus and the disciples, there's a very high chance Jesus would talk to them concerning the law of Moses, concerning the sons, concerning the prophets. Why do you think they were able to connect dots afterwards? Because Jesus would speak to them about these things. So he tells them, these are the things I told you about. This is after he has resurrected. I, I really hope we are following. I hope we are following. Let's go on. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Why did I, why did I choose to begin with exposing you to the aspect of a teacher? I, 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 decided, I decided to do that because the way the Holy Spirit works is this. You must take keen interest in the scriptures. So it's not like they were seated, and then as they were sleeping, Genesis would be read to them in a dream. And then the next day they knew Exodus, and then the next day they knew... No, 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 no. They had been exposed to the scriptures, but now what Jesus did is that he opened their understanding that they might comprehend them. Question is, how did he open their understanding? Let's not forget in Job we've been told, but there's a spirit in man that gives him intelligence. And the word there for intelligence means, it's, it's, it means grasping concepts. Okay? So how did he open their understanding? We can, we can know how he did it by looking at this very same portion of scripture in another book. This very same scenario. Let's look at it in another book. In John chapter number 20, verse 22. Same scenario. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Same scenario, same setting. Ladies and gentlemen, 
It's by the Spirit of God that our understanding is opened to know the Scriptures. But I really hope you're getting me. It doesn't mean that you will sit and the Holy Spirit will start telling you Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. There are some people who've had maybe supernatural encounters like that, but that's not the... How can I put it? That's not the design. Even if a person has had a supernatural encounter where scriptures they say, which they've never read, I've had that before, where scriptures which they've never read have come to them, that doesn't mean they shouldn't practice reading the scriptures. Because that's the, the, you must study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God. As a matter of fact, that should steer you up to study the scriptures. Praise God. What else do I want to show you? Someone may be wondering, Apostle, how do you know this is so? It's because Jesus already defined for us the ministry of the Spirit. Look at John 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. Perhaps we can start for context from verse 23, but we'll focus on verse 26. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and will come and make our home with him. Praise God. He who, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Praise God. The, so, I, by the way, I hope as you are studying the scriptures, your idea of what God considers somebody who really loves him, I hope it's improving. Because if you think the person God considers the one who really loves him is the one who cries the most, when it's time to sing, Jesus, you love me too much, oh. then your idea of, 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 of how God sees a person who loves him is shallow. It's not scriptural. What am I saying? There are others who might be more emotional in the way they express themselves. There are others who might express themselves, that, and there's nothing wrong. Express yourself the way you are. However, if all you do is, oh, Lord, I love you, and you never read the scriptures, you never keep the word, then your love for God is unscriptural. Notice, he says, the one who loves me is the one who keeps my word. That same passion you exert when singing uh, something more than God, that same passion. God, you, listen, do you know how gold is found? You have to dig. You have to dig. So if truly he's something more than God to you, open the scriptures and start digging. Don't stop digging. Don't stop searching. Don't stop studying. And digging for treasure. Praise God. No. That's just something we, we really have to get into perspective. Because sometimes we we'll invest so much. Somebody will have bangles, they'll have a t-shirt, they'll have a cup. I love you, Lord. I belong to, I, 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 I'm, I'm Mr. Jesus, man. And all those things. They'll have all those things and yet they never read the Bible. Those things are okay. As a matter of fact, wear them. If you want, brand even your shoes. If you want, even put at the bottom of your shoe for Satan to read. Since it's below you, so for him, you can only read at the bottom of your shoe. So, do all those things, but also study the scriptures. Those things should be birthed from a study of the scriptures. Praise God. Praise the living God. Praise him one more time. So, it says, 
These things have spoken to you while being present with you. But look at the next verse. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance that which I say to you. He will teach you all things. By the way, he's sent in the name of Jesus. Now, this is very important to know because, you know, sometimes I'm asked, who really is the Holy Spirit? And Holy Spirit is a title that's been given to a person. It's a title. That's, that's not even the only title that he's called in the Bible. He's also called the Spirit of Truth. He's also called the Spirit of Christ. He's also called the Helper. He's also called the Comforter. So you may be wondering, what's his name? Very simple. The that the Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. There's no difference between the name of my spirit and the name of my body. <laughs> so when you say, Jesus, the Spirit of God responds. The Spirit of God responds. So it says, well, but the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, not some things, but all things. And then what else does he do? And bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. So he teaches us all things, and he also brings to our remembrance. Haven't you ever had a day where maybe there's a situation or you are studying something, maybe in the New Testament or something, or there's just a scenario, maybe somebody asks you a question, and suddenly you just connect dots. Suddenly you remember, oh, this is similar to when David did this to Goliath. Who's doing that? It's the Holy Spirit. Haven't you ever had a moment where a scripture just comes to your remembrance? Maybe in a dream you're having a battle. Suddenly there's that verse that comes to your remembrance, that you shall trample upon snakes and scorpions. Who's doing that? The Holy Spirit. Praise God. Have you ever read the writings of Matthew? Have you noticed when Matthew is teaching, he kept on saying, this was to fulfill, this was to fulfill. Who was bringing all those to his remembrance? The Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's the teacher. Let me show you another verse. It's by the Spirit that convictions are formed. Okay? Look at John 16 from verse 7. John 16 from verse 7. The Bible says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is more expedient to you that I go. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Praise God. Uh-huh. And when he has come, he will convict the world. Uh, KJV says, reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, the word convict means to persuade to convince. You convince someone to the point that they become a prisoner of that thing you've convinced them of. And the Bible says we're slaves to righteousness. They become a prisoner of that truth. What do I mean? S somebody may be listening to me right now. And you know from the day you heard this message, something has been moving in you. There are those things that you like to do. You know this is wrong. All your life, it has never bothered you. But somehow, from the day you heard this message, it bothers you now. You've tried to run away from it. You can't run. Why? You've been convicted. Just give your life to the Lord. Haven't you observed when you're born again? You just can't escape the righteousness you now have. 
Why? The Spirit of God testifies to your spirit. He speaks direct to your spirit that you are a child of God. So it's by the Holy Spirit that convictions are formed. It's by the Holy Spirit that persuasions are formed. Well, like the Apostle Paul, you can say, I am fully convinced. And it's something that no one can take away from you physically. No matter what, what, what they tell you when you go, sometimes, you know, you go to school and they try to persuade you out of it. They can't because all they can talk to is your mind. But there is somebody who's convicted your spirit. Praise God. It's by the Spirit of God that convictions are formed. I also want us to understand that the Spirit of God has been ordained to reveal to us not just the deep things of, not just the things of God, but even the deep things of God. Look at it from 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And I want you to see verse number 9. It says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of a man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the spirit of God searches all things. And he searches even the deep things of God. And he's been the one who's been appointed to be our teacher. He's been the one who's been positioned to remind us, to help us connect the dots. After all, he wrote the verses. It's by the Spirit. So now the question one would ask is, Apostle Fred, how can I get the Spirit of God to help me? We're studying the Bible. Number one, the fact that you've just heard this sermon, already a door has been opened because grace is imparted through words. The fact that you've heard this sermon, already that's a key of knowledge which has opened the realm for you. But here's the other thing. Be available. Be available. How can you be available? Attend class. How do you attend class? Open the Bible and actually read it. What else must you do? Acknowledge him. You know, you may not say it always, but you can position your heart in such a way that every time you're studying the scriptures, you are open to the revelation of the spirit. You may not always say it, but you may position yourself in such a way. And to position, maybe in the early days, you may want to say it. Like open the scripture and say, oh, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit who's been sent to teach me. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge that you are here and that you're opening up the scriptures for me. And, you know, you don't need to force it. You know, sometimes, you know, you start reading the word, John 3, 16, so you know that this, that, no, sometimes you don't need to force it. Read it. Study what it may be. When the Spirit of God communicates, you will know. You will know. You don't need to force it. Praise God. But we can also pray into this. How do we know we can pray into this? Because Paul prayed for the church into this. So you can pray the Ephesians 1 prayers and the Ephesians 3 prayers. Ephesians 1, verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This was the prayer point he had daily for this church, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Don't you think maybe this is why it's in this city that the word of God grew and prevailed? 
that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And let's look at verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, being flooded with light. Imagine your understanding being flooded, flooded with light. No darkness at all. You, you don't see darkness. You, light, light brings things in perspective. Light puts things in order. Light exposes things that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Praise God. And you can keep reading up to verse 20. I would encourage all believers to pray Ephesians 1.16 to about 20.21 to also pray Ephesians 3.16 going down. Praise God. I pray you've been blessed. Can I pray for you? Lift your hands. Now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray for you according to Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 16. That the Father, the Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may grant unto you the spirit, hallelujah, strings, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened and that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things, the church. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I also pray for you according to Ephesians chapter number 3 and from verse 16. I pray that God would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. May your understanding be opened. Your understanding is opened. You are connecting the dots. It's no longer mysterious to you. For you, for, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Just pray in other tongues for a minute. Kaliembro os aligres, aligre et haikia, alinda akont ekedibre as adikre eson tokoskehia. Balos soko tukuyebehes, belepred tekeribi heson takayahai. Eke tekeyemo hosoto. 
I sense the spirit of God touching, touching you. He's scaring you up. He's scaring you. Praise the Lord. I pray you have been blessed. I pray you have been blessed. We'll continue next week, Wednesday. And we'll continue with our tips on how best you can study the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. At this point, we'll begin to collect our offerings. The details for the offerings will be scrolling on the screen. I would like us to all give our offerings. And let's just give our offerings. And for those who are in the church groups, please let us know, as is our custom. Praise God. Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit. One more time, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we adore you, Holy Spirit, you're precious to us, Holy Spirit, Lord, we adore you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I pray you've been blessed. And at this point, we'll say the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the precious Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Blessed, blessed, blessed. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.